Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Welcome to the Grown Man Ish podcast. I am Mike J, and I have with you. Hey, this is Bowtie Fresh in the building. What's going on, man? Hey, man, happy Memorial Day to everybody. We're a day late this no week. Doubt. You, know, you know, enjoy enjoy our you know enjoy our Sunday before Memorial Day. I know a lot of people get on the grill and those type of things, man. So, what you end up doing from yesterday, man? Oh man, didn't do too much yesterday, man. Kind of, kind of was low key. Uh, just to spend some, spend some time with my, with my little dudes. Uh, got my, my five year old. Got him a bike. Got his little training wheels on and all that type of stuff. So we spent some time outside on the bikes and just trying to be low key, man. It was hot as I don't know what out there, man. So I had the smoking. I was that, I was that dad. You know, I had, I had my little cooler out there. Had all kinds of little Gatorades and waters and all that type of stuff. I had my, I had my little grass cutting hat on there. Out there, try to keep the sun off. But yeah, man, didn't do didn't do too much of anything, man. Not not a lot. I wanted to try to get out and see that solo movie, but uh, didn't get a chance to do that. So I don't. I've been thinking about trying to hop on out maybe this afternoon or evening to try to see it. What about yourself, man? Oh uh, man, just kept it low key, man. You know, the Indy, the Indy 500 was yesterday, so shout out to Will Power, and that's so it's not. I don't yeah. live close to that area, but you know how it is. It backs up traffic, so I stayed away. So I mean, it's one of my mama house, man, and got some food. And, you know, like I was telling everybody in the group chat, I went to Costco and I went on about some spirits. So the spirits was unopened and it spilled all out in my car. So now my trunk smelled like gin. <laughs> so I was like, damn. I don't know how I, I mean I don't know how I spilled all out. So then I go to my mama's house, come back, get the barbecue, bring some food home. I'm carrying the bag up the steps, and the bag busts, and all the food spilled out. <laughs> so, and for Man, those you know, my, my mama can my mama can burn. So we had ribs, chicken, all type of stuff. So all the food spilled out. So I had to go clean that up. And after that, I was just frustrated and. Watch the and you know and watch the game and and stayed up to to five o'clock this morning. But yeah, man. man. Yeah, man. It was a nice nice little game, man. But uh, I know we're gonna get into that a little bit later. Yeah. But yeah, man. So yeah, man. Oh, before I man, before we really get into it, man. Uh, before we get into like the serious stuff, man. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. So for those who don't know, Stacey Abrams is the Democrat oh, yeah. candidate and uh and for governor in Georgia. So she'll be the first black woman ever to run become governor in any state in the United States. So, I mean, so shout out to Stacey Abrams, man. So definitely waiting waiting for uh November for the election for that. So uh shout out to my cousin Mir. He's lived down in uh ATL man, keeping us up, up close with that man. So definitely shout out to Stacey Abrams. No doubt. Absolutely. I, I I enjoy and like like seeing that type of stuff, man. You know, I'm 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 hoping that you know, she she does her thing, and you know, there's no craziness that comes with that in the in the, in the climate that we in is, are in in society. Uh, definitely keep keep her in prayer, and, and nothing but wish nothing but the best for her for sure. Yeah, hey, man. So, it's definitely shout out to her. But on another in another news, man, that we've seen like this is a broken record. I think it's been like maybe nine times since we started our podcast. Uh, prayers go out to that Noblesville West uh, school shooting. This hit so close school. to home. Yeah. yeah. Because this is maybe forty minutes from my house, and maybe what about twenty five minutes from your house? Uh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah Noblesville. So. Yeah, about twenty twenty minutes from my house. Yeah. So it's a suburb. Actually, uh, I, I, I shop in a. Uh, there's a. It's a. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a. It's a pretty nice, well-to-do suburb or whatnot up up and through that area. And I um. 
uh, like to shop at it was called Hamilton Town Center. So it's a, it's a big uh, open mall um, out in that area, um, and it's not too far from from where that school is, man. But definitely um, sending prayers out to all those affected, sending prayers out to the community. But like Mike J said, man, that's really really close to home, man. Very close to home, so um, it, it doesn't make it, you know, good or bad or you know a little bit more. But it uh, definitely raises the eyebrow and makes you makes your your heart a little bit heavy when it is so close to home. Yeah, so shout out to Jason Seaman. He uh he he was one of the people who helped stop the shooter. He ended up getting shot, I think, three times. But I know he's he's home now. So you know, just you know, love on love on your kids. I mean, we're not gonna get fully into this. No like doubt. this is kind of like a broken oh, yeah. record, but love on your kids. Be there for them, even the ones who may have issues. You may not have issues. Just love on your kids. But uh, you got anything else, Bota? Oh no, not on that, man. Just like you said, just just hope. Hopefully, we can get this uh, under control in, in our society and in our culture uh, here here in the in the U.S., man. That's about all I got on that, man. I, I don't want to spend too much time on on those tragic things like that. Yeah, man. So speaking of tragic, let's go on to the orange after the apricot colored one. That damn Trump news. <laughs> Yeah, hey, man, he was out here, he was out here wilding this week, man. So he was at the naval commencement, you know, And my man said that uh, he, uh, that America, that we're not going to apologize for being America. That we, we took over a continent that was uh, run by savages. Something, you know, a quote yeah, unquote. Yeah, we, that our ancestors tamed a continent that yeah. was run by savages, and we were not going to apologize for being America. Like, yeah. like really, bro? <laughs> Seriously? That's. It's so many. It's so. It's. I mean, it's Sickening. just like it's so much races. I mean, it's just like. I mean, I can replay to that base, but I'm like, damn, is this, is this a shot? I mean, it's like that's like the the bell whistle. Anytime something goes wrong, let me get on the Twitter and let me say something. And let me say something racist in public, and that's just like, and then they just follow yeah. they follow along, man. So, it's just it's sickening. But you know, I, I one thing I thought was funny though this week he was ruled out ruled by I think a federal judge that he can't block people on Twitter because you know how yeah, I saw that on Twitter man <laughs> so I thought I was like damn you know it's probably some people that if he can't block them I'm sure he's using like the Secret Service and FBI and and the Justice Department to try to investigate people hell he might be investigating us right now for this kind of that damn Trump news or for me talking right. about he got the the apricot spray tan and and a, and a comb over. <laughs> Yo, son is out here wowing. Then, you know, they that, post some... That Astral turf oh, yeah. up top. Yo, <laughs> man, you, got you that see that time... Turf up top. You see that time when he walked up on the plane and the bad boy, it yeah. just flew like a hammock off his head? I'm like, damn, you like the commander-in-chief. They couldn't give you no Beijing, no white man Beijing? Couldn't give you no glue? Yo, that stuff just flew yeah, off, man. man. They could have brought in Gene Cady, the ultimate... Uh, Person with the comb <laughs> over, the comb over. <laughs> yeah, he, he could have hooked Trump up. He would have had that stuff laid, fried, and to the side. But, man, uh, yeah, he's out here wilding, man. So you know, the North Korea meeting was canceled, and the New York Times called him on his bull because they heard the call, and he started calling them liars and everything else. And they had to pull receipts on that ass. So, right. And, and then last, so week, for, for him, him of all people to call somebody a liar, like, bro, yeah. Come on, man. Ninety percent of the stuff that comes out of your mouth is a, is a Man, lie. Man, dog, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go down there. Everything. He's a pathological liar. Man, it was. I was watching this uh, documentary on him on Netflix, and it was just talking about how he made his money and all this type of stuff, and how he really mm-hmm. didn't have the money. How he just kept going further and further, and this lying. 
I truly believe, man, he is beyond like a pathological liar. Shout out twenty two, and you know, and those people who lie like that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it, you know, it, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy how people who just lie like that. So you know, let us know on the Twitter yeah, if you you know if anybody you just know who's like a pathological liar, and then we can definitely talk about it next week. But uh, and lastly, right. he, t- he tweeted that it's on Democrats to stop the to stop the law. It's not a law; it's a policy that his uh that that, that his government has in, in started about you know separating you know kids and their parents when they when the kid when the kids and parents cross over the border. So I've never seen no one who said the Democrat the, the party that's not in power needs to stop a policy that you that you began. Right. That does that doesn't right. make any sense. So back to the back to the lion, man. But uh, I I don't know. Man. Do you have anything else to follow up on Always. that both sides? Nah, man. I I got nothing else for Trump, man. Nothing. I didn't want to spend that much time on him, but you know, if people need to know those things, <laughs> right. they can get it, man. Oh yeah. So so extra mayo this week, man. So I went to Kings Island yesterday. I mean Saturday, right? And for those who don't know. Kings Island is an amusement park. It's outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. Both times out, we went plenty of times as kids. I think we went oh, yeah. maybe in a few times as teenagers. So I was getting on one of the rides, and I wasn't paying too much attention until it really came to my uh, my attention. And, this, and this, it was a young brother working there. And they're mostly teenagers that work at an amusement park. And this white man is arguing with him. It was about something about his kids. The kids were barely at, at age to ride the ride as far as height-wise. So the so the kid was saying, hey, you know, you need, you know, one parent needs to sit with one kid, another parent needs to sit with the other one. Both kids can't be in the same car together. So they're going back and forth, and the white guy says, this is why people talk, the police talk to you this way in the street. What type of shit is wow. that? So I caught the very <laughs> wow. end of it, and I was just like, man, what the hell? Like, because, you know, you know, you remember one, you're wrong. Number two, you want to put your kid's safety there. Number three, you're talking to a kid. These are teenagers. You wouldn't talk right. like that to a grown man. So I was kind of like right. third. You know how you line up behind the ride? So it was like, you know, the next car is coming. I think I was like third behind. So I wasn't like on the front line to really, really, really catch everything. But I, I pretty much heard that. But, you know, so they ended up kicking a guy off the ride. And then the, one of the kids who was, uh, you know, riding, he was – Who's getting the cars ready? He kept starting. If you're happy, if you know it, clap your hands and everything. Being funny, I know he heard it because he was on the microphone and they, they were walking down the walking down the stairs. So it's just like, look, man, cut the the aioli and the sandwich spread out. And another right. you know extra mail story, and I'll let both sides comment on this. So we're on the ride, we're on the train back, and this little kid, he's standing up in the train doing all this stuff, and he's like pulling like leaves, like I don't know if there's poison ivy leaves. So I told him to stop. I said, hey. He just stopped. Was getting on me, and he stopped. But he had like a, you could tell he had like a little tube, like you know, and on his face, like his parents might have been MAGA. But I don't. I really wanted to kick him out. You know how? I remember on a Chappelle show when uh, Charlie Murphy said, "Yo, one more step, I'm kicking his ass out the window." That's how I wanted to kick his fat ass right out the damn, right out the damn, uh, out oh, the train, man. man. I wanted to kick him. To shout out to STF, kick right to the stomach, and kick his ass out the damn train. He was so damn annoying. That's ridiculous, man. Crazy. Man. Yeah, with 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 regards to the guy on the on on the uh, on the, the the roller coaster ride, man, like that that's the type of stuff that that a you know those certain types of individuals passive aggressive or think that they can you know bully someone or got the upper hand on someone. Now you you really number one are stupid for putting your own child's safety in jeopardy. That's Mike J said. But two, for you to try to be you know big Billy badass toward a teenager, like bro, come on, man. Like that—that's the type of things that that 
RJ and I talk about on the show that, you know, kind of push the envelope and, and certain agendas. People feel like they can just say whatever they want. And, I mean, yeah, there's a certain thing to freedom of speech, but then the way that you speak to people and try to handle certain situations is totally different. And that, that gentleman definitely crossed the line and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, that he was removed from, from that particular roller coaster and, and hopefully um, he didn't it didn't uh, mess up anybody else's, you know, day with, with his actions because I'm sure he was pretty salty after he was told to leave or whatever. But that's that's just ridiculous, man. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so like I said, it's one it never life never fails that you'll have extra mayo, extra mayo, aioli, sriracha sandwich spread, all that type of stuff in your life, so, you know, and those who know, some people, they love aioli, so, but yeah, man, so let's, hey, let's hop to the Twizzler bow tie, man, hey, man, so tell us about Rachel Dolezal, why she get the Twizzler, Oh, man, man. Rachel Dolezal, for those who don't know, uh, Rachel Dolezal is the um, uh, non-melanated woman, a Caucasian woman, who was, what what is she like, the, the... Vice President or Treasurer of the NAACP, something? Yeah, the local, uh, NAA, not, the local NAACP. Local, local NAACP, yeah. So nonetheless, um, that, that, that's kind of where her, her claim to fame comes from. Um, she's uh, got in her biracial children and so forth and so on, but, you know, she I, I don't know if she actually came out and said that she, that she identifies as transracial, but I know that um, she has been in that conversation. But nonetheless... Uh, this individual has now been charged <coughs> with felony theft of welfare fraud. So out of all of the things that have been going on, you know, she got her little 30 minutes of fame or 15 minutes of fame or whatever, and she's been, you know, selling shirts and doing all kinds of stuff. And now for it to come out that, that you have uh, or been committing welfare fraud, and I think that the number was that she had made like seventy five thousand or eighty thousand dollars over the course of you know like a year for like two years consecutively, something like that, which is a which is a, a, a decent amount of money, you know what I mean for for, for anybody. Um, and then to be to, to be um, hit with this welfare fraud, man, it's just like yo, like you continue to take these L's. Everyone found out that you weren't really black, even though you maintained a certain tan and hairstyle and all that type yeah. of stuff. And now, and now this is like you—you you literally are a fraud. Just like I think we need to start going into Dolazal the scammer, man. Like she's a oh, certified yeah. scammer oh, <laughs> for definitely, real. Definitely scam, so she, scam god. Yeah, man, scam god. So I mean, uh, Rachel Dolazal, you get the Twizzler. Uh, you get a Twizzler this week, and uh, we. We're gonna go ahead and give you that blended twizzler. We're gonna have a. We're gonna give you Uh-oh. one black, one red, and just get, just give you that blended twizzler since that's. That, that that seems to be your mo and and you know so forth and so on. We gonna we gonna give you that. But what little do you know is that the black twizzler really isn't a black twizzler. It, it it's really one that's just been dipped. So you no. really uh it, just just to go along uh, with 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 her uh with her scamming nature, we gonna scam her on the twizzler. We're not even gonna give her the real twizzler. We just gonna give her that old fake boy. Yeah, man. Shout out, shout out to Rachel getting the Twizzler. Cause you give her the black Twizzler, she gonna cream and love all on that. But she might hook you up with food stamps. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, you know, new scammers be getting, be getting, be getting the seventy five uh, four hundred. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You get the real scammer. Well, if you get, if you get them, low, if you get them old school scammers, they get you the hundred, the hundred for the for fifty. You know what I'm saying? But you know, especially them scammers would be desperate for needing to pay a bill or something. So shout out to the scammers and and food stamp, you know, fraud, you know, finessers. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, I always got love for you. 
All right. So the next, I'm giving out the Twizzler to Michael Rotondo. For those who don't know, Michael's a 30-year-old <laughs> man who had to be sued to be removed from his parents' house. So imagine, you know, you know, people hit tough times. You know, I ain't gonna lie to say I ain't never been there. But damn, imagine oh, yeah. that your parents, the parents saying, you know what, you know, like you need to leave. And they gave my man eleven hundred dollars to go find himself a place, and he still didn't leave. Yo, they have to sue him to get him up out of there. That's crazy. Crazy. Can you man. imagine crazy. Bow tie? My man said, I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, Mom, can you imagine? This is my room. <laughs> oh yeah, my room. You know, this is my orange juice. I'm gonna jerk off at, at this time, and I don't give a damn who knows it. And I'm not giving out my Netflix pass to anybody in the house. So <laughs> not the Netflix pass. <laughs> hell, man, it's it's crazy that you don't want to leave, yo. And then and then the kicker is, and I've seen this updated before we started the show. Villa Restaurant Group. I've heard of them. It's a big conglomerate. They do like Italian food. They offered my man a mm-hmm. job and get this a signing bonus of $1,101 to give because they tell me he has potential and it's hard out here. What? Wow. Up? How so many you people got a little, got life, a little extra privilege. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't really have something handed to you like that? Come on, man. Man, come on. Now, how many people we know who've had tough times, maybe done something in life, they've paid their debts to society, they can't get anything, and they and they go back in. But you willing to give somebody who, who has it on a platter? You already have a sense of privilege now, this. So this is the this is the right. first time. This is like the Twizzler dipped with the, with the aioli. So this is a mix. <laughs> so Michael Rotondo, you need, you need to, you know, lube up the, the, the aioli and maybe throw a little sandwich spread on there, too. And go ahead and sit on the damn toilet. So get up out your parents' house, man. They giving you a you getting right. a job and a bonus for what? Just because you know you don't want to get out your parents' house. There's nothing wrong with Michael. It's not like he has any type of disorders, or anything like that. He just don't want to leave the nest. I mean, so I, I just it's, it's sickening to me. And then seeing that the second part of someone being able to get a, a, a job with a bonus. And you bring those skills to the yeah. table because people feel bad for you, man. Get the hell out of here, man. So Villa Restaurant Group, y'all can get the Twizzler too. So I'm gonna have to do some uh, checking in on Villa Restaurant Group because that might be one of the places that I never want to eat at again. The amount of privilege of all the people who struggle in this country, who have right. needs, who work hard, who just need, who we don't need a handout, just need to help up. Yeah, I have. I read a story this morning. Oh, I can't think of the brother's name. I was trying to to, to look back through my my Twitter feed, um, but there was a story that came out. There was a brother who um, had served. He was in. He had a, like a thirty year sentence or something like that. He had served yeah, his time. Served his time. He got out. Yeah, he was released. Got out, and now due to some some new law or something like that, they are requesting. This brother had got out, rehabilitated his life got his family back together, you know, he was doing, you know, doing what he should do. You know, he learned from it, learned his lesson, rehabilitated, doing good things for his family and his community. And now they come out with this new law that requires a certain amount of time to be served. So they are mandating that this gentleman go back to jail. He's done nothing except be exemplary uh, from being uh, post-release. So now they're requiring for him to go back to jail. And now, to me, that's just ridiculous on so many levels. He happens to be an African-American brother, but quite honestly, I, I think that's bullshit for anybody to have to go through that, white, black, green, whatever. But the, I, I say that to say 
you have this gentleman who has served his debt, paid his debt to society, you know, and rehabilitated, got his family back, and now is being told and forced to go back to jail. But then you have um, Mr. Rotondo that, you know, just don't want to leave his parents' house, had to be sued by his parents, don't, has, has, no, has no, uh, uh, no motivation or anything like that to do anything. But yet he's being offered this this you know this this career opportunity with bonuses and all that. It's like man, come on, man. Like what? Our our society, our system is just is just backwards in so many ways, man. It's 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 mind boggling and it's 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 disturbing all at the same time, man. It's ridiculous. Oh, one more twist that I want to give to because one of our uh, listeners sent us to us. Did you see that thing with Aisha Curry? Oh yeah, 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 man. Yeah. So that person gets a Twizzler too. No one you don't put your hands on a woman, especially no pregnant woman. So he gets a Twizzler. The audacity. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't the, know what's the, the audacity. Oh man, because people what we people, do. people think that they can just do whatever. They certain people think they can just do whatever they want, and that's 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 some shit right there. I mean, honestly, from 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 a, from a male's point of view, from from an individual's point of view, you should never put your hands on a woman. That's number one. But number two. If I'm Stephen Curry, I'm like, look, man, I'm not getting my hands dirty, but somebody's going to have to go see this cat. My pregnant wife? My mm-hmm. pregnant wife? Bruh, come on, man. Come on. Something's got to be done. So I, I hope that that video sparks whatever law enforcement, you know, to press charges and find whoever this gentleman is because that's, that's some absolute bull crap for that yeah, to have happened. So. Yeah, man. So we we see these things, man. And the quote, the, and the quote, the, the prophet Fifty Cent, get the strap. So for me, if I was Steph Curry, anytime, no, yeah, I'm saying I'm having security with my family at all times because I can't run out, I can't get there in time. But I know if I oh, got yeah. the security there, because you ain't you ain't touching LeBron's wife, because I'm sure they got them, they got them boys with, they you know, it's hammer time. You know, yeah, it, it is what it is. So I, you know, I'm not advocating violence, but I, if you're a man putting your hand on a woman, and something happens to you. I don't feel bad for you. You just a sucker to right. get to get the hands beat on. So he can go ahead and sit on that twister too, man. So you and know, I, it's been a lot. I got, of, I got, man. I got one, I got one more for him, Mike right, Jay. If if, if you ahead, let, let, let me give out one more, I want to give a twister to the for, to the New Jersey uh, Police Department or, or or the Jersey Shore, whomever the whoever polices that beach. Oh, Did you see the video? Hood, man. Yeah, uh, they beat on that chick, man. That's that's in my that's in my was, old hood in Jersey, man. man. Yeah, man. Number one, Mike Mike Jay. Mike J and I, we we preach social equality, social you know we talk about social injustice and things of that nature. Mike J, Mike J and I are gonna speak up about this one. We gonna we gonna give these individuals a Twizzler, and we want everybody to know that we feel just as strong about this. The, the, this police department, these security individuals, they assaulted a woman. She was a Caucasian woman on a beach with her baby, with her child. These 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 men assaulted this woman. These men hiding behind a badge assaulted her. I don't care if she's white, black, green, blue, whatever. That's some bullshit. Them them uh, those police officers need to be. I, I, I hear that they've been put on desk duty. No, they need a little bit more. They need more discipline than that. The way that that police officer had, was on that woman's back, closed fist, and he, he he literally punched her at least four times in the face on her back. Like he's on her back punching her, like he's like in the UFC or something. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, all of this is happening. 
he's wrestling with her and punching her, so forth and so on. Her baby is literally, her child is literally on the blanket next to her while all this is happening. Neither one of those cops had any regard for anything that could have happened to that baby. All that, all, all the aggressive activity and violence that they were displaying could have physically hurt that child more than they were. Definitely, probably emotionally hurt that child. Oh, yeah. I hope that this. I hope that there is justice served for this individual. And again, Mike J and I, we always speak about social injustice, so forth and so on. And we just spoke about Aisha Curry. We want action taken against the police department for what they did to this for this to this woman. I don't care if she's. I don't care if she's white or not. I don't care what what color, what religion, whatever. It's it's uncalled for. It was disgusting. It was deplorable. Those men need to have action taken against them. I hope that they reap everything that they sow. I hope that they do because that was uncalled for. And that's all I got yeah. to say. I'm not even going give to them, give them boys a Twizzler. I, I hope that there are some, some criminal charges brought up against them, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens to them once they get into prison because we all know what prison rules are about when, when you're beating on women and putting kids in harm's way. And that's all I'm going to speak on on that. All right, man. So we're going to transition, man, to uh, chop it up this week. And this week, man, uh, Harvey Weinstein turned himself in a rape charge, man. And they had put down a million dollars to get up out. They said he gave a million dollars cashier's check, had to give up his passport. But he's able to, he's out on, on it's either bail or bond. I know sometimes there's, those two aren't the same. So I'm going to say right. either. So, man, so what do you think about Harvey, man? You think they're going to get him up out the paint, man? Or you think he's going to be able to, to to go ahead and get up out of this? Uh, I I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't think that I, I know money talks. I, I know money can go a long way for, for you know for certain people, but I I don't think I could, I see him getting out of this, man. I, I think Harvey is going to feel uh, feel the wrath. I don't I don't think they're going to let him get out of that. And it's not necessarily as making a, making an example or or him being the first big big time person or whatever. I, I don't I don't care about anything about that. I just think that the, the sheer volume, the number of individuals. Um, that have accused him, the way he has handled it, some of the charges that have brought been brought up against him. I, I just don't think that um, I don't think that he's going to get out of it. And I think that if he did, I think that many individuals know that there would be so much backlash, so much that comes from him if he got off. Uh, that comes from this. I, I don't think that I don't think that uh, people are ready for that. People in power are ready for that, to so to say. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a it's definitely a crazy situation. I was watching I was watching an interview with Rose McGowan. She's one of the first that came out against Weinstein about the sexual assault and the harassment and those type of things uh, last week. She talking about how she cut her hair because of some of the, the assault things that she went through with him. But transitioning through, to, from Harps Harvey, what's about Morgan Freeman? So you know Morgan been accused of sexual harassment. And sexual assault. And his thing was, some of the ladies said that he would like go by on the set and say lewd things to them, and then lift their like some. Of, they said he would like lift their skirts up. His response was, "These are just jokes, and don't put me in the same you know category as other people." Such let's just say he didn't say Bill Cosby. Let's just put let's just say Bill Cosby and Weinstein for celebrity stake. So what do you think about that? About Morgan yeah, Freeman man. in general. Uh, yeah, but I mean, first and foremost, I when I saw that, I was like, oh no, like oh no, I, I, I'm a I'm a big Morgan Freeman fan, um, and and like I said, when I first saw it, I'm not gonna lie, it, it kind of hurt my heart. I was like, man, good lord, you know, not 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 Morgan, you know, I can I can say that I was like, man, I, I can't believe that, uh, you know, that that 
that he would do something like that or that it would happen. I am in no way minimizing uh, any of the victims or, or their accounts or, 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 or uh, accusation or anything like that. Um, but I also did think about that. I'm like, well, you know, he, he's still a man. And if those things did happen, you know, he needs to he needs to face, uh, you know, the, the, the system yeah, as, as, as uh, corrupt and biased as it may be. You know, he needs to be held accountable for his actions. Um, it, 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 it hurt, man. It, it, it really it really did hurt. Um, I know that Morgan Freeman, I see where his point, you know, was coming from. I know that there was a, a young lady that. Um, had interviewed him several times. I forgot what her name was. But there was an interview. Yeah, yeah. And he was only like interviewed him with quite her. a few times. And yeah, said that he was flirting with her, so forth and so on. And you know, there's a certain line uh, that that you can say where you know you, people may take certain things out of context or you know what have you. Um, I think that, in my opinion, people like Morgan Freeman or whoever, whoever. Um, you know, you, I, whomever, they need to understand that perception is everything. So you may not have, you know, meant it in a certain way. You may not have, you know, wanted to come across in a certain way. But people may perceive and receive certain types of communication, verbal, physical, or whatever, in a certain way. Um, so you got to be, you got to be cognizant of that. Um, so I, I say that to say, you know, m- maybe his intent wasn't there. But the fact that, you know, maybe some of his words or behavior are are classified as sexual harassment, you know, they, these people felt sexually harassed or assaulted, and that's what it is. Um, you can't tell someone someone how they should feel about um, you making a comment uh, about their, uh, you know, outfit or whatever. If someone feels like that, that your comment about their outfit is, is harassing in nature, then that's what it is. Um, so you, people got to really be careful as to what they say and, and uh, how they behave in certain interactions. But uh, I, I hope that, you know, uh, whatever comes of this, I hope that it really doesn't uh, affect um, the, the, the accusers. Um, I'm sure that they've had some sort of effect on them already just having to go through it. But um, I hope that they find their justice. Um, I hope that they are able to, you know, have some relief and, and, and move on with their lives and, you know, get the help that they may need. And I feel the same for Morgan Freeman. Um, I hope that, you know, whatever comes of this, I hope that he's able to get the help that he may need. I hope that he is able to um, kind of just take a step back, you know, and, and relook at his actions or words and, and, and just move forward positively. Uh, it's jacked up, man. As far as Morgan Freeman's career, uh, I don't know. I can't say that it's over. Um, I definitely think that uh, he's probably going to have to press pause on a few things until some stuff blows over, but um, I don't know. I don't think that it's over. Let me let me this. Let me say this. I thought Morgan Freeman was, was going to be up out of here when he was – they had those rumors, or I think it maybe it was even true, allegedly, of him kicking it with his step-granddaughter. I mean, it's not incest, but it's still kind of weird, and it's definitely mm-hmm. nasty. So, you know, mm-hmm. for him mm-hmm. to be able to – to skirt through that and then this i know visa canceled the commercials that he was doing voiceover work for so yeah and there was some also some type of amtrak somewhere some train system somewhere that they canceled uh whatever contract or whatnot that he had he was doing doing their voiceover work for the train i wouldn't be surprised if morgan's up out of here man he's 74 i don't i'm not gonna put him on the cosby death watch and that's september 24th 25th y'all I'm I'm thinking the Kyles ain't gonna make it that long, but I, I wouldn't Man. be surprised if, if Morgan's up out of here as far as uh, his career being, you know, being done because it's like, eh, 
you know, why do we want to put a risk our reputation, everything, and let's just go back, let's be honest, especially in a racial dynamic. They're not going to go all that for a black right. man. You know, Kyle's was made them so much money. He made a lot of money too, but you know, for Morgan Freeman, eh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure, man. But uh, but yeah, I do. But going back to that, if you know, I don't know what he did or he didn't do. I don't know the comments. I will be pissed. This is for me saying. I know people get all. I will be pissed if you put me in the same, the same uh boat as Weinstein and Cosby. For comments, and I'm saying that's not right. You should never harass anybody because you don't know what type of mental anguish you can cause anyone by your by your by your language. But then I do feel right. him like, hey, oh, I, if I didn't do anything to you, if I just said, hey, girl, your 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 ass is looking nice in that dress. I'm not saying it's right. But don't put me in the same you know context of, as as Cosby and the Weinstein who who've been accused and you know and who've been uh and who who are going to jail for for rape. So. You know, that's right. Um, that's just something. To, that's just something to think about. And so, uh, no doubt, you got bro. anything? You got anything else on that bow tie? Nah, man. I'm I'm with you on that, brother. All right, my man. Let's get to sports, man. So let's go to NFL. So you know they just they put this rule out saying that you can't, you know, kneel during the national anthem. You have to show respect during the national <laughs> anthem. So give me your thoughts on that, because I know you have a lot of thoughts on it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know how much time we got, brother. Um, we got plenty. <laughs> this, um, yeah, this this struck a chord with me. Um, first and foremost, I, I am not surprised that this happened. Um, I figured that before this season uh, took place, that before this 2018-2019 this season took place, there was going to be some type of rule uh, put in place or some type of rule made just because of all the the – talk and, and things that were going on surrounding this um, last year. Um, quite honestly, people talked about uh, players kneeling and, and so forth and so on just as much, if not more, than they actually talked about football um, for for this to overshadow the Super Bowl, you know, so forth and so on. Um, I, I had a feeling, um, and, and my feeling turned out to be right, that there was going to be something put in place um, that mandated individuals having to stand for the anthem. Um, my personal opinion, I don't agree with it. Absolute, complete, and utter bullshit. Um, I, I don't care how you look at it. I don't, I don't care um, how you want to try to slice it and dice it. It's bullshit. Um, to try to uh, mandate that or, or to mandate something like that for players who were making the, making the league, making owners, making teams millions, billions of dollars. Um, for you to try to to uh, control just one more aspect of their lives and certain things. I mean, I know they're, they're, the players can't do certain things at certain times during the season, can't wear certain stuff, so forth and so on. But um, to to mandate something so simple, some, something that people are literally using um, to speak out against different types of social injustice, uh, particularly ones against minorities, but just in general, um, it's ridiculous. For the way that this has been spun to make it seem like it's something that's in protest or disagreement with the flag or the country or troops or anything like that, that's just complete and utter venomous jargon put forth by this bitch-ass president, period. Uh, Donald Trump is the one who, who, who 
preached to that, who spoke to that. He spoke to his base. His base is a lot of these NFL owners, a lot of individuals that are putting money into into um, into different things, and that's what it was. It has nothing that the, these these men that are protesting, both black and white, mind you, these men that are protesting are not protesting anything that has to do with this country's flag, anthem, or soldiers. They are protesting the social injustices, the things that are going on, the, the 347 unarmed black individuals that have been killed at the hands of the police. That's what they're protesting. So for you to tell them that I can't stand up for Michael Brown, I can't stand up for Brother Philando Castillo, for Sister Sandra Bland, for, for you to tell individuals they, that they can't take a knee, you know, just to say, hey, those people were killed wrongly and unjustly, that's bullshit. Absolute and complete bullshit. What they've done to Colin Kaepernick, what, what, when I say they, I mean Roger Goodell, owners, coaches, um, so forth and so on. The president, how, they, how he's painted this picture of Colin Kaepernick, the way they tried to martyr this man. Um, and, 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 you know, pretty much what they tried to do was hang him on the path so that anybody else could, that would try to do it would be scared. And that's not going to happen. You're not going to you're not going to invoke fear in strong-minded, strong-willed people, both black and white. And I'm gonna keep saying both black and white because there we talk about extra mayo, we talk about privileged people, and so forth and so on. But there's an equal amount of people that are not black, that are, that are white, that are Asian, that are Filipino, that are uh, uh, you know New Zealanders. Uh, there are different, there are just an equal amount of people that feel that that these injustices are wrong, and they're going and they stand up with you know people of color like myself, like Mike J, and they stand side by side and say this is some bullshit. So for the NFL, um, I, I'm y'all right right now the NFL can they they can suck a sick donkey dick right now, and I never thought that I would say that man because I'm I'm a, such a huge fan of football and. I love fantasy football, and I know that we had a deep and long conversation in the group chat um, about this topic. Um, I, and I'm really leaning towards not participating in any NFL activity this year. I mean, I'm really leaning towards it. Um, at minimum, um, you know, I, I'm not sure of what type of revenue the NFL receives from fantasy football. Um, but, you know, if I had done anything, it would be that. But I probably wouldn't really watch any games. It would just be out of the fun nature of it. Uh, but I don't know, man. I feel very strongly about about what they are doing, what they have done, and what they are doing. Um, and it's just it, it feels like it's getting worse, man. Uh, it feels it really feels like it's getting worse, especially the things that we've talked about with regards to society and how people are acting and how they feel like they could just say and do whatever whenever they feel like it. Um, it's it's wrong, and they're they're taking certain people are taking. Marching orders from people like the individuals in the NFL. And that's I guess my for rant. me, I, 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 I guess, can go on it for a while. <laughs> I guess for me, there's 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 a few things I want I want to discuss. Number one, what they say disrespect. What do you who who is Roger Goodell to say what's disrespectful? Y'all don't know what right. a legal hit is. Y'all don't know what a, y'all y'all can't even confirm what a catch is. Hell, y'all couldn't even y'all couldn't do spy gate. Y'all couldn't even do anything about the inflated damn ball. So who are you? To have the to have the cognizance to say who what is what is disrespectful and what's not. That's number one. Right. And number two, 
you don't give a damn about the, the people of color consumers. And number three, you think so late and so so you don't think anything of your of your core base. You think that if you know you think so you, if everybody wants to, to say that it's every black people throw race in everything. No, the NFL thinks that that John and Jimmy and Brenda and Bernice, whatever their names are, you know, they think that they can't get past this. That's why it is. They think they always want to put the the onus of race on black people. No, truly, the NFLs put the onus on on white people that they feel like they can't get over this. That's why they had to come out and make a rule about it. If you think about it, in my opinion, that's what it is. So right. they they're they're, they're they're afraid of their of their base thinking they don't have any cognitive thought of huh. They're kneeling because of you know of like you said, people of color being shot and killed. Now we've had. We've had mass shootings in this country, and we've had people who've, who've walked away without being killed, and they've killed all these people. Now, you, now we've mm-hmm. had a number of unarmed black people who get gunned down by the police, and you see why, and that's why it's a kneeling. Even when Kaepernick, no one even knew what Kaepernick was doing and when he first, because he was sitting during the National Anthem. No one paid any attention. The only reason the kneeling came up because he, he went out and talked to someone in the armed force, in the armed force, and he said kneeling will show some type of deference for. Us, so he did that. That's and then you yeah. know, and for this also, listen. Now let me let me finish this, and I'll and we can jump back in. This in the NFL acts like oh, we love the troops and everything else like that. Man, they pay millions of dollars. The NFL gets paid millions of dollars from the armed forces for advertising and all that type of stuff. So let's act like let's not act mm-hmm. like the Patriots system is free. All that stuff comes at a cost. It's marketing dollars. So miss me Absolutely. with all that bullshit talking. You're so patriotic when you're taking money from the armed forces for for these type of things. And you and also you got Trump. He got y'all pumped. So NFL, I'm really <laughs> on the way to saying I'm done with it. Go ahead, man. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I want to get that yeah. point. Oh, you good, brother? You good, brother. So, so, so something that Mike J mentioned about um, the discrepancy in certain things, um, and I, and I want y'all to go. I, I want you know whoever is listening to go back and look. In Texas, same state, young man, a young black man named Tamar McIntyre, age seventeen, committed a crime, two capital murders, one aggravated robbery. Those were his charges. He's facing the death penalty. Again, young black male, seventeen, in Texas. Two capital murder charges, one aggravated robbery charge. He's facing the death penalty. Demetrios Porgostis, basically bitch boy, who um, is 17-year-old white male. Texas is the state. His crimes, 10 capital murders, 10 people killed, 13 injured, aggravated assault on a public servant, meaning a police officer, facing no death penalty, and is up for parole in 40 years. Demetrius Porgastos, or however you pronounce his last name, 17 years old, state of Texas. Capital murder times 10, 13 people injured, aggravated assault on a public servant, no death penalty, 40 years. This is what we are kneeling for. This is what we're kneeling for. Complete and, and, and utter social injustice. Am I saying that Tamar McIntyre is innocent? By no means. He committed a crime. He should he should serve a certain amount of time or death or whatever. What I'm also saying is that an individual that's the same exact age in the same state that has killed eight more people, injured more people, he should face the same exact penalty, death penalty, life in prison, whatever. What we're saying is that individuals should face the same 
penalties. We should all be, we should be treated the same when the crimes are the same or equal or or at least in some close facsimile. This is what we're kneeling for, NFL. This is what the protest is. The protest is for Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Sterling Brown, being tased and, and violated by police officers in a parking lot. Over over a citation. For, over over a citation. This this is for the young woman that we spoke of a little bit earlier being beat by police officers on a on a Jersey beach because she had an open container. And I believe she was 20 or she had the open container near a child or whatever the case may be. That is a social injustice. That is what we're kneeling for, NFL. And you dumb fucks missed the whole damn picture. You want to make it and your president wants to make it about the, the flag and disrespect. You motherfuckers don't even know what disrespect is. You have no clue what disrespect is because if you did, you would realize that you're disrespecting the players that are earning you millions of dollars. I really wish that um, somebody like Tom Brady or, or Aaron Rodgers or J.J. Watt, one of these big faces that bring in a whole lot of money, I wish that one of them had the bravery enough to take a knee. Can you imagine what that would do to the NFL if Aaron Rodgers took a knee? Just imagine what the, what, what the fallout with that would be, a face of the NFL. J.J. Watt is the face. He's the heartbeat of the NFL. Tom Brady is on "quote unquote" America's team, and so, so forth. Can you just imagine if someone on that magnitude was brave enough to take a knee and say, "Hey, this is some bullshit." And if the NFL, y'all have y'all have struck a chord with Bowtie Fresh that I really didn't think would happen. Um, and like I said, I, I, I love the sport. Um, I love everything that comes with the sports. Everyone talks about it being violent and dangerous, and so forth and so on. I like the sport and everything that it comes with because individuals that play the sport show the bravery enough to actually play it and to they, they, they take the precautions that they deem are necessary to play the sport, to earn a living for their families, and so forth and so on. I respect the sport as a whole, but the NFL as an association, as an organization, and the way that things are being ran right now, I, I, I can't deal with it, man. I absolutely cannot deal with it. That's, that's all I really want to say, man, because I could talk about this all day long, but it's really just getting my blood boiling even more, and we haven't even got to training camp yet, man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's deplorable. Absolutely deplorable, man. Yeah. But we man, push I... on. Yeah, we, we, we push on. We're not going we, to let the NFL – um, you know, backtrack or, or, or you know, uh, de- derail the Grown Man Ish podcast. Part of the Grown Man Ish podcast because Mike J and Bowtie Fresh, we feel strongly about certain things. We like to we like to bring uh, different conversations to the forefront, no matter what it is, if it's politics, sports, relationships, marriage, kids, whatever the fact may, whatever it may be, we'll talk about it and we'll give y'all that real. Um, and this is that real for the NFL. Uh, so you guys, you guys hit us up on on Twitter. Hit us up at the Grown Manish Podcast Gmail dot com. Let us know your thoughts. Have some dialogue with us, um, and, and then you don't necessarily even have to agree with us. Let's have some open dialogue because hey, the only way we're going to get through certain things is having that open, constructive dialogue. So y'all hit us up. Let us know what you guys think and how you feel about about the NFL. And we gonna move yeah, on man. to LeBron James. <laughs> hey man, game game seven, my brother. Uh, man. So yeah, what man. You, so what did you think about that, 
hey man. Uh, number one, I, I want to say big props to the Celtics. Huge shout out to Jason Tatum. Man, that brother balled. He balled. Um, the whole Celtics squad balled, but Jason Tatum took it upon himself as a rook to put the team on his back and say, hey, you know, I'm going to do what I can to try to will us to victory. Um, he just he just ran up against the, the, the best that's doing it right now, man, and that's LeBron James. And I know everyone, like literally the very first thing, they, they no no one can let, you know, we, we could talk about LeBron or let LeBron, you know, enjoy. Because I'm going to say LeBron won. There, there weren't very many casts that showed up last night. LeBron won that game uh, for them. Um, but it was just immediately like, oh, who, Jordan better, Jordan, LeBron better, blah, blah, blah. You, let, number one, let, let's let the man and let's celebrate what the man is doing right now. That man is the best that is doing it right now, period. We know that for a fact. We're not going to be we, – we, we can't go back and, and compare Jordan and Kobe. We, everybody, we can debate, and people can debate that all day long. How about the fact that LeBron James is the best is doing it right now, and he's put – and he showed y'all last night. He showed y'all in this series time and time again. He showed you that he's the best is doing it right now. Shout out to LeBron. He's doing this damn thing. I, I really hope – for for Tie Fresh, I would love to see the Beard and the Rockets make it. You know, I would love to see them get that game seven. I would li- I would love to see LeBron and the Beard go at it. I think that'll be entertaining. I think that that would be you know uh, uh, good for basketball. Not to say anything against the Warriors, uh, not not at all. Uh, but just just both our freshes on the pin or or both our freshes wishes. I would love to see the Beard and LeBron go at it and uh, in, in in the finals. Um, and I want to give a big shout out to Kobe too, because Kobe Bryant he uh, tweeted earlier, and it's kind of going along with something the things that I've been saying. But Kobe Bryant tweeted said we can enjoy one without tearing down one. I love what he's doing. Don't debate what can what can't be definitively won by anyone. Hashtag enjoy my five. Hashtag enjoy MJ six. Hashtag enjoy LBJ's quest. And I, well, I like I that man because that. yeah, go ahead, bro. Number one, that was a backhand compliment right there. So listen to Giannis. <laughs> when they talk about the greatest, so I mean, enjoy my five, enjoy the MJ six. Bro, when they talk about the greatest player of all time, Kobe, you, you aren't in that conversation. I mean, Kobe, I love Kobe the player. Kobe, you ain't in the greatest place. So you can keep your backhand compliment to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Let's real, man. I mean, there's a lot of Kobe fans out there and stands, but, yo, that's, kind of, that's the conversation you aren't in. That's like you and I having a conversation about about the media company that we built, and somebody else jumped in. Somebody we should not out. Stand down, stand down, stand right. down. We, we aren't. I, I see. <laughs> this, this, this is MJ sitting back with some JNCO jeans, size fifty four, a hoop earring, a white t shirt, and a size eighty blazer, and LeBron with leggings. This is a conversation that Kobe Bean Bryant is not in. And some of it was a back end conversation, but. You know, ultimately, sometimes the elimination game is the nine has the highest point per game average in NBA history. Just to let y'all know. Well, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't even his best like elimination game. It was because he had eight turnovers. But, you know, it was a good game, man. I'm interested to see. Back to the Celtics game, though. We were talking about this in our group chat. You know, the Celtics, they struggled from the three-point line. And one of our homeboys, Mitchell, was saying that, you know, they took the Rosier out, put Smart back in, put Rosier back in, and he started, he started, he started to the brick. Yeah. And everybody's talking about the Celtics nation. Let me ask you this. I don't, I think they're going to be, they had the talent, but it's going to take Kyrie to change his game. Because now, when it came to the season, it was Kyrie's team, and he's a little hungry. 
little homies and came up. So you can't treat them the same way on the court that you treat them before you went out. And Kyrie, he gets his own shot. He does his thing, but, you know, he ain't been known the past. How he's going to make those guys better. That's going to be the next step yeah. in Boston. So let me get the thoughts on that. I- yeah, I, I said I, I definitely, I definitely would be interested to see how how Kyrie adapts, because in my my opinion, uh, th- this this series certified Jason Tatum. Uh, he he certified to me. He's a star. He stepped up. He showed out. He done what he he done what he could to put the team on his shoulders. Um, to, to me, Jason Tatum's a star, and I agree with Mike J. I think that Kyrie Irving is going to have to adapt his game a little bit to uh, to to incorporate a little bit more passing, but also to showcase the talent that he has around him now. Jalen Brown is a real deal. I'm not going to go as far as to say, oh, he's a certified star like I feel Tatum is. Um, but Jalen Brown is definitely the real deal. Rozier, I think Rozier is the real deal. Uh, I, I like Marcus Smart. I like his grit. I like his toughness. I think that Marcus Smart tends to be uh, a little extra sometimes. And I know a lot of people, you know, the the things that he does, you know, that are non basketball related or the, the extra flopping and all that type of stuff. I mean, some people some people like it, some people don't. Uh, to, to me, I think he's a good player without all of that. Um, I think that he himself gets caught up in that extra stuff and it kind of throws him out of his game, but that's neither here nor there. I have to re- – he's a, he's a talent. So I think that, that Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward are going to have to adapt to playing with such high-caliber talent around them. Um so, I, like I said, I 100% agree with, with Mike J. I think that there's going to have to be some some, some adjustments, but I don't think that those adjustments uh, will be so difficult that they can't be done. I definitely see, especially if they continue to develop and play the way they have, I, I see them going to the, to the damn finals next year. I mean, I, I really do. And that's without even seeing them all play. Just the determination and the – for those young guys, you know, Jalen Browns and Tatums and, and Rogiers, for them to play off of each other the way they did without all-stars, you know, without big names, I know that they're going to be willing to adapt and say, hey, let's go out and make this thing happen. I don't care if it's you scoring. I don't care if it's me scoring. I don't care if I'm getting rebounds. Marcus Morris, too. Definitely got a lot of respect for Marcus Morris coming out in this series, too. I think that all those guys, just the way what they had to do to get to the point they did this year, they were just like, hell, let's just win. I don't care who's doing it, who's getting the numbers, let's just win. And I think that that mentality um, can can cross over, uh, hopefully. Uh, I think Gordon Hayward has that, but I think it could cross over into Kyrie Irving a little bit too to say, you know, hey, we don't care who's doing what. Let's, we got the talent, and we know we can go out here and, and blow some boys out. Let's just do it. So, I, I mean, I hope for good things, for, for, for big things from them, man. I really do. Let me ask you this: If you were going, if you were Kyrie Irving's teammate last night, do you want him on the bench with you in Game Seven? Because he wasn't there. What'd you say now? Say okay, that again. Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving's your teammate. Do you want him on the bench with you in Game Seven? Because he wasn't there. Game Seven, I want yeah. you there, bro. Yeah, I want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agree. I want you. I definitely want you there. I want you there. I want you cheering us on. I want you to be a, a, a part of this. I want you to be Kevin Love who, you know, ran out, you know, and, and was, you know, on the sidelines or whatever, and he came out and, you know, the fans were cheering for him at the at the at the the, uh, the 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 presentation of the trophy or whatever. I need you to be a part of the team, man. So so yeah, definitely that, that I think that might have been a bad move on Kyrie's part to not be there, but um ho- hopefully um that can change. He can get over that. I'm really they have the talent. It's on it's on Kyrie to change some of his game. Oh, agree. You know, you couldn't play the best player in the world. You think you? I mean, because I know Kyrie's. You know, his OG is Kobe. You know, the young boy's OG is Kobe. 
but you not you don't have the type of game you can really change to a championship. Um, it's just gonna be on him. I don't know if he ha- I don't know if he has the game to be able to do it. So you're not really gonna oh. say to now. He can take to the piece of success. He's like, oh man, I'm not I'm not the little homie no more. Right. So, I think that I, I think that it's going to be um, mental. Like I said, I, I, I think there's going to people are going to have to Kyrie have to lose some ego um, and, and realize, hell, I got a lot of talent around me, man. And if I want to win, and if that's what I'm trying to do and to solidify my legacy, then that's what I need to do. It'll, it'll be interesting, man. Cause I, I don't know. It's not the physical, the physical guys, but it's the mental. It's like it's ego. So. Oh yeah. But yeah. But yeah, man. So shout out, so shout out to my man for for going back to the finals once again. I think I think the last time they said he hasn't been in the finals was that the 2010 or something like that. Was, yeah. Where he went to Miami, so yeah. 2010. What about like what? What about 20? What the hell? 28, 29 years old. So 28. So <laughs> I think they said I saw a statistic that said the last time uh, LeBron was not in the finals, seventy four or seventy six percent of the NBA wasn't hadn't played an NBA game. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, that's wild, man. That's yeah, wild. So, so man, oh, what you, so let's 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 move out west, uh, Mike J. Man, tell me what you think about the, the the Rockets and the Warriors, man. Give me give me your give me your analysis. Oh, Warriors, Warriors. Even they had a healthy Chris Paul, they had a chance to knock out Golden State in Game Six. They were up, I think, about fifteen or sixteen points, and in the second, and then second half, man, did the Bars backcourt lift their ass up? They can run away with this tonight. I digs, I digs. What about you? Uh, uh, I, I, uh, what do I, what do I hope happens, or what, or what do I feel is going to happen? <laughs> uh, I hope that the Rockets get it. Uh, I hope that the Rockets get it. Uh, like I said earlier, I would like to see uh, the Beard and LeBron go at it. I think it would be an entertaining series. I think that um, I would like to see Chris Paul have an opportunity to get a ring. Uh, I would like to see Chris Paul with a ring, uh, but I, I just don't know if they if they would uh, uh, overcome the, the cast. I don't know. But what I think is going to happen, what I feel is going to happen, is just what happened in the other game. The Warriors, man, they they have too much. Clay, you, you're you're looking at you know Kevin Durant, and I think Kevin Durant still had what like 30 points in that game or, or 28 points something like that. You're looking at Durant, you're looking at Curry, you're like, all right, you know we, you know we got this, and then Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson leaves you and and, and and goes off, and I think that that's just what the Warriors bring, man. Is they have too much firepower, period. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes down to crunch time. You know, the Warriors always go on a nice run in the middle of the third. They come out and start to fourth yeah. strong typically. I, I, I just think that they got too much firepower, brother. Like, I, I really do. And I see Cavs and the Warriors uh, in the in the uh, finals again. Um, I think that's what's going to end up happening. As much as I want to see the Rockets there, um, I think it's going to be the Cavs and the Warriors. And I think, <laughs> honestly, I know it's LeBron, and I want to give him a game. He got a game last year, but I honestly think the Warriors might sweep them this year, man. Uh, LeBron has zero. He has zero. That's why I say I think he. I think the Warriors are going to sweep them, man. Like I, I think no, that the gentleman, uh, the, the five games. Oh yeah, five. he'll he'll Le, Le, LeBron will get one. I man, I just I, I want to say LeBron can will them to one, but man, if if, if the if the Cavs are playing like they have been playing, you know, against the Pacers and they're playing like they did against the Celtics, I don't see it happening, brother. 
He's got to get love has to do something. Yeah, love has to do something. You need, I would like to see, I'm not sure what happened with the rotation or whatnot, but when Larry Nance Jr. was in the game, he gave them a different dynamic. He gave them some energy. He gave them some solid defense. Yeah, he did nut up in game seven, and I, I will say that. But typically he's giving them some good energy. Um, they need Corver to, you know, to knock down them shots. They need they need so they need other help. LeBron needs help is what I'm saying. And right now he's not getting it from anywhere. Yeah. So you know, I think the gentleman sleep, because, uh, you know, those guys at home they get down, it's always it's hard to take a team out on the road. So I, I can see it be I can see if the Golden State wins tonight, it'll be five more games in the NBA season, and then we'll do like a free agency NBA draft type show for group group chat, and then the NBA will be over until uh, September October. So yeah, I just yeah. I think the I think Golden State has has too much man, and going on the road, I don't think it's gonna it's gonna affect them. So especially because as Steph no. goes, they go. So Steph, yeah, I agree. Early, so. I don't I don't think. Yeah, I was gonna say, and I don't, I don't think that their road. I think that the, the the Warriors definitely they play big at home, but hell, I I don't think that the road bothers them either. I I think that the, the wow. they they will go out just as hard on the road too, bro. Yeah. So let me ask you this, and I've seen this on Twitter, and I didn't I didn't even put this in, but I uh, I've seen this. I want to ask you, Kenny. So it was Myron Metcalf. He works at he works at ESPN. He says that this in this era the Bulls wouldn't win a, wouldn't win the championship. So I want to get your I want to get your thoughts on this. But I have I have thoughts, but I want to see where where we stand. So he didn't say what era. So he just said in this era what Bulls. So I don't know if he meant the first three feet or the second three feet. So in this era of basketball where you can't hand check and the three point shot is really big, how do you think the Bulls stand? You know which which first of all which first or second three feet? How do you think they stand up? Um, I, I would say that I I do believe the Bulls would win a would be able to win a championship. I can't say that they would go and you know three peak and dominate and this and that and this and that. I don't know, uh, but I definitely I feel that the Bulls would be able to win a championship in in this era. Um, and we talk about the three point line or whatnot. You you remember the Bulls? You know they had the, the B.J. Armstrong, they had John Pax, and they had the Tony Kukoc. They had guys that could fire it up. that were shooters. Uh, from three. Well, let me, um, let, me, let me ask you this before you get there. Let me ask you this. Are, are, which team, are you looking at the first three feet or the second three feet? I think there's a, a definite difference in how the team was built with the role players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I personally, I would I would go with the second three feet. That's what I would roll with. And I know and I know you don't have, you know, uh, Paxson in, the, in that second three feet. Um, but, I mean, again, More you have – yeah. But I'm saying again, you have other guys that that were knocking down the shots. You have the the in that second one, you have the Dennis Rodman element. Um, I I I can't say and go out and say they're going to dominate like they did, you know, in in their era. Uh, but I definitely believe that they could get a championship, especially uh, in in this era when LeBron uh, got the they got the championship with the Cavs, with that casting that he got a championship with. Um, I, I definitely believe that that the, that those Bulls would be able to get a championship in this era. Um, those guys had a different element of mental toughness um, that these guys don't have in this era. Um, I don't I don't know I, I can't say everybody and don't 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 take that as a blanket statement. There are a lot of guys that don't have a certain amount of mental toughness. 
But I believe there's certain guys on I that. Yeah. But but like I said, I, I, I my opinion is that they would. I think that they would be able to win a championship in this era. The second one for me, I don't I think the first one would struggle because, you know, who is like guys like packing them on guard. And right. you know, it's just the game is the game is played differently. Just and you know, the second one, the second one, you know, they could go with have Harper, George, Tippin, Rodman, and then like they in the two coats, they would have to go small. I think they would be like that Warriors, you know, lineup of death. But yeah. the thing is about that Bulls team, they didn't have any real protection. The Rodman was a good positional defender. No, but I agree. They didn't have anybody to run protect. So they were Luke Longley. I mean, they had Luke Longley was too slow. He was serviceable. So. Yeah. So there was a yeah. I was gonna say Luke Longley, Bill Winnington. I mean, the only the only guy that you yeah. would be able to come in um, with, you know, that, that that might be able to extend. I was just about to say would probably be Blunt. Um, yeah. That they could they could step step out a little bit. Um, I think I think that uh, what was Dickie Simpkins there in that last one? I mean, yeah. and, and and don't don't get me wrong. By no ways am I saying Dickie Simpson. Dickie Simpkins was like good or anything like that. But I'm just saying like a big that could probably try to at least be mobile enough to step out on the wing and you know get in the way. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I I agree. Like I said, I think I feel like that second that second three Pete Bulls team would be able to get. A, I think they would be able to get a championship in this era. Yeah, it would be a struggle because that team, at that time, the second three piece, Jim Jordan was a mid ranked scorer. He hit two. Well, these, now these teams are shooting threes. I think I read somewhere it was, I think, 403 shots in the conference finals between both awful teams. And this so is uh, line. Go ahead. What, in, the, in, the, in the spirit of the question, um, were you saying, would this Bulls team in this era be able to beat um, uh, this Cavs team? Would they be able to beat this Warriors team? Oh, Would yeah. they be able to compete with yeah, the, the Rockets? I mean, so I mean, like, who are you? Who are you putting them up against? Would, I mean, I think he is the guy that said this era. He didn't say if I say this era, then I would I would go back to maybe 2016 Cavs, but that's obviously different than now or mm-hmm. 2017 Warriors. But I'm just saying this era looks like the last five. So definitely, they could beat the Rockets. But the difference is these guys. These not the difference is those teams. These teams now are shooting threes. And if you if you scoring two, but I'm hitting if I'm going back, and I'm and I'm busting out three, is that's that's the difference because you know MJ could you know if if he stepped into one he could but he was like a career I think thirty some percent three point shooter. Same with Scott. I don't know the the issue is they could turn you up on defense, but they would have to work hard to get them buckets because you know they put Mike on the block all right fade away. But here it is, you know, we come and pick and roll. We're swinging the ball in there. You got someone like Ryan Anderson playing for Rockets, who's 6'10", who can step into a three. So that's, mm-hmm. I think, the issue is, is a point issue because, you know, the NBA in those times was a mid-range fan. If you look at scoring, you know, those teams were winning 92 to 95. Scoring has exploded in this era because they've taken the handcuffs off the game. But, you know, I would ask. They could get one. Go ahead. I was gonna say I will ask this question. Um, being in that in that uh, that that Bulls era, you mentioned the hand checking and the and a bit more of a physical play. Uh, do you think that that will play well for the Bulls? Being that you could not hand check, uh, do you do you think that you would see those Bulls saying, "Well, hell, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna make up those points at the foul line. These guys aren't you know aren't playing physical at all. I'm used to playing a physical style. 
Um, you know, what, what, how, how can I get this guy in foul trouble? How can I get Steph Curry in foul trouble so he's not on the court? How do I get Clay well, Thompson gonna, in foul trouble so he's not? Because, you know, it's not like Ryan no, so Harper was like, you know what I mean? There's during that time, the second three team, Ryan Harper already pushed me out. So it's not like he was, I mean, he was like going, going in like, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to take him off the dribble. You know, he was no, I'm not talking like, about taking him out the fight. dribble, but Ron Harper was what six six something like that. Would you would you put Ron well, Harper okay, down in the post? Want, you put it, but then if you put him on the post, what you gonna do with Jordan? That's what I'm saying. It's only so much that team didn't have a lot of great shooters. You need, you know, basically you wouldn't shouldn't have, that would be silly to neglect MJ for you know for Ron Harper because you know you said like all right we're gonna we're gonna put you know big in the paint, all right? So you're gonna put MJ out on the wing. I I I let you step, I'll let you step into your three. Because you know, you know, just statistics show that you aren't you're a great scorer, you're a great shooter. Mm-hmm. I think it would be it would be interesting. I, I, I think, think it'd be that, interesting that, too. That, that final that lineup, that you know, that five man lineup arriving, two coach, Tiffin, Jordan, and Harper would uh, definitely would they be able to lock up on defensively? And I think them boys would kill Tony Kukoc because he couldn't move his feet. And not I was going to say Tony Kukoc. Yeah, yeah. So Tony Kukoc didn't move his feet very well at all. That would that would hurt. Durant Durant would have Durant would might have a field that you might have to have Ku coach on like a Draymond and even still, you know, Draymond moves yeah. pretty well. You might have to put a Robin on Durant or something like that. But it yeah, definitely it would, be good, it would, man. It, it would be it would be fun to see. It'd be fun to watch. Man, they I mean, they they wouldn't be winning now. I can say this: they wouldn't win winning two or three championships. That 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 ain't no, that's no, that's what I say. I can't I can't. That's what I, say. I can't. I can't say that they would go out and dominate and you know just rack up the ships like that. I, 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 yeah, well I couldn't say that. Either. You know, because it's a game is play. It's just played totally different from the. And this is only what twenty twenty years ago than how the game is played now. So it's 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 just a change in how the game is played. But I thought that was interesting. I think they will at least be able to win one. You know, this is the camp. But uh, but yeah, man. So let's uh, would you have any more things on that? Any thoughts on that, my brother? Oh, no, man. We good. We good to go. All right, man. So, hey, man. So, let's get on to this. Uh, you know, we like to talk about music and pop culture and those type of things, man. So, this week was pretty interesting. Have you uh, pushed you listen to Pusha T's album? Yeah, I have listened to Pusha T's album. I, I liked it. I liked it. I, I, I think it was pretty yeah. I think it was pretty solid. I listened to it. I liked it, man. Seven songs kind of threw me at first. I was like, damn. You know, seven songs. We yeah. were talking about this is a classic. Well, then I saw a thing like, well, Illmatic only had nine songs, but, you know, mm-hmm. because it's supposed to be ten, but one was actually intro. You, you know, that was the first one. But I don't think it's good to Illmatic on the wrong. So I was making a light comparison. So it was interesting. So Pusher, he came out there, dropped some heat. And next thing on the last song, he dropped some heat towards uh, Young Money, Cash Money, and Drake. And Drake responded, man. So did you hear, have you heard Drake's response? Yeah, I finally heard Drake's response yesterday. Uh, I, I I think Drake I think Drake brought it. Uh, I mean I think Pusha brought it. I, I, like I think this I think this is a good beef. Uh, I, I, from from the standpoint, I think that that both guys would be able to push each other. Uh, you know, on, on the content and so forth and so on. Uh, I I just think that not a lot of people know Pusha T. Rock with Pusha T. You know, to to the extent that maybe some of us do. Um, so people, the, 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 the commoners, the, you know, the individuals that you see all, you know, on, on Twitters and, uh, the, the, the different outlets or whatnot are going to say, oh, Drake is killing them and Drake is this, just because Drake has a larger fan base or 
uh, more publicity or, you know, whatever, so forth and so on. And that's not taking anything away from Drake. I think that people are just not going to uh, get it when it comes to, you know, like, the actual beef, the lyrics, you know, how they go at each other, all the things that go into a rap beef. I think that the masses will just say, oh, it's Drake and he's going to win or oh, Drake is, you know, dominating, you know, so forth and so on. And and I think that just comes from the standpoint that Pusha T isn't uh, on the same quote-unquote scale as Drake as far as um, – Notoriety or, or recognition, yeah, popularity, yeah. But I, I like it. I, like I said, I think that both individuals could go, you know, back and forth. I think it'll be a good little beef um, to to have going for 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 rap. But by no means is is push a ta push over. Uh, uh, King yeah. King push no can definitely King push. Yeah, no pun intended. King push can definitely bring it, and he has brought it. He brought it on infrared, um, and he's brought yeah. it many, many other times on various albums. Um, so so. Um, I, I would say to to the masses, you know, don't underestimate King Push just because he's not as popular. King Push has that heat, and he can bring it. That's my opinion. Yeah, and also, uh, the thing when I listen to Drake's song, number one, I ain't going to lie, that, 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 jazz, that jazz track was smooth as hell. That's not like something oh, yeah. they would sing over. But then, like, <laughs> yo, did you hear my man, like, <sighs> okay, yeah. so again, like, he tried, he tried, like, you know how I mean? You know, you come home from a long day of work, and you know your lady's out. She had a rough day. She sighs because maybe the kids are getting on her nerves, or her feet hurt because she's been out there all day. He saw, he saw, he saw like a stay-at-home mom that the, the two-year-old just spilled spaghetti on the floor. I never right. heard that before in my life. Like 2018, rap, you had a man dissing you, tying on the track over a smooth jazz beat, and slamming you on the day that your album drops. It's just, it's crazy. But I do, I think Pusha T would. For better lyrics, but Drake hits you with some jokes because he can't get all yeah. the serious and done talk. So that's about him. But you know, he, Drake is always going to hit you jokes. But it's going to be interesting. I don't think Pusha has has responded yet. So I know in the way it's 2018, he needs to come out with something quick, well, something good. Number yeah. One. But something, something because you hate to, you don't want to you know, drop something like hey, that sucks. And then Drake is going to do a laugh at it, drop Scorpion and right. all his records. But you know, <laughs> it, 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 it was cool. You know, because that's what this album is about. So it'll be interesting to see, man. But you know, I've seen a lot of like Drake's like stands going crazy, talking about pushing who, this, that, and third. But uh, right, right. But the interesting part, did you see? I don't know if you're familiar with Ron Fest. He uh, wrote for Kanye. He's Chicago. Mm-hmm. Have you? And you know, he's he's running kind of the, the you know as far as the charity organization named after Kanye's mother. So I guess he put in there like, "Hey Drake, after you invoice, you know, good music for this, can you supply us some money for Nanda's house?" And Kim Kardashian tried to get up in the mix. And, you know, he wrote her. You know, she started talking about he had fake Yeezys and all this other type of stuff, and he thought you were good enough to be on the album. Then he read her for filth. Not anything disrespectful. Just basically put her in her place. So do you say if you know you're a married man, if you're dealing with, with a little beef like that, but you want your wife to jump in? No, she needs to go ahead, just stay on the sideline, keep it, keep it pushing, do her thing. I got this over here. Yeah, no, because no, I, I, I would not. Because <laughs> you know, I, I know, I know, I'm a man. shout out to my best. I watched the documentary on him like a few years ago. It was interesting. Talking about the relationship with his kid and his dad. It was a, you know, the scene like how you trying to break the cycle of a of a black man being there for you know his kid and then you know showing the relationship with his father. Now, but a petty mm-hmm. man like myself. Once you step in and start throwing those shots, and I'm no mind no means type of disrespect a woman, you know I don't I don't get down like that, so I don't like 
talk bad about women and then block them on Facebook and all that other bitch shit. Shout out, right. shout out to the Gap Tooth Assassin. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I just um, I I personally probably would get petty, especially since I had fake music on. I might have had to bring Ray J to the spot. Or Reggie Bush. Oh, or dang. Humphreys, or, <laughs> any other, or any other, other issues that you have. But that's why I had to bring Ray J out, though. And I probably would have brought the road out, too. And for those who've seen the video with uh, Ray J and Kim Kardashian, you know the road, what the road simulates. So, uh, you know. <laughs> you would have had one wish plan? I don't know, man. If I had a bottle, let Ray J go to the medley hit. And that's not act like Ray J didn't have kids. One wish. Uh, wait a minute. You know, wow, watch out now. You know, oh, I'm you know. Uh, not sexy, not sexy. Can I with Young Burke? Oh, <laughs> oh man, no, no, it's not like that. Ray J and that hip though, that's three right there. You know, shout out, shout out to Ray J, man. And also, he let that woman fall in the pool on Love and Hip Hop. That's still a classic. She tried to swing on Ray J. Ray J sized it like a temptation. She fell right into the pool. <laughs> hey, but uh. Um, yeah, man. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I would if I was Kanye. Like I stop this, let me deal with this. Especially when he's hitting the right. he's talking about we've had conversations you don't know anything about. So I don't think I would have yeah. chose that moment to try to get you know notoriety for foundation. But I, I would if yeah. I was Kanye. I'd yeah. Stay on the sideline. I don't need you to defend me. Stay on the sideline. So it's right. really interesting. I'm sure Drake's gonna use that little next tidbit. And this big beef continues in his next in his next disc, so oh, yeah. that go for. So keeping on with good music, man. So it's the anniversary of Common, man. I think my his favorite album beat dropped May twenty fifth. Was it two thousand? Let me look at my date. Two thousand five, I think. Two thousand five, man. So thirteen, thirteen years ago, man. So I think we both bought beat. So maybe, yeah, I had it. You yep. Yeah, I yeah, I bought classic. it. Yep. So, Yo, man, give me your favorite track from B, man. Uh, my favorite, my first and foremost favorite track was the corner. That was my, that was my probably my favorite track on the whole album. Uh, I like the corner. Um, I liked faithful. Um, what else did I like on that damn album? Oh man, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to go back and remember what was on that album. Uh, was testify on that album? I like yeah, testify. testify. Uh, I like testify. Um. I like the food. Uh, that I think that I yeah. think that he had a live performance on there uh, for for that yeah, album. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that'd that probably be. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely the 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 corner and faithful are probably my two favorites off that album though that I vibe to a lot. Yeah, I like I like all of them, but faithful's probably my favorite. Especially when they had uh my boy Bilal hitting the, him and John Legend hitting going back and forth at the end of the song. You know, yeah, you know, you know, Bly killed it at the very end of the very end of the song. So, yeah, I like that. I like testify. I like the song. Oh, I like the corner. I like the song was when he was just battle rapping. I was just listening to that before we started the show. But yeah, that was for me. That's kind of the best album. That's one of my favorite, but hey, favorite hip hop album. This one was out. There's only I think eleven, twelve songs. It yeah, eleven songs. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't have to skip through it. Uh, it was a it was a banger, man. So yeah, the comment was definitely in his bag during those times, man. And then you got fine forever later, so like too. So yeah, man. So that that definitely was a banger. So, no doubt, man. So, uh, man <laughs> get out of here, man. Twenty five years since Minister Society dropped, bro. That made us like was that a ninety three to make us like eleven? 
brother, man. Give me yeah, your favorite, like uh, thing. Give me your favorite <laughs> parts of a uh, minister society, man. Oh, man. Uh, it's been such a long time since I've actually seen that daggone movie, too. Uh, I definitely like the uh, – oh, man, what's the, what's the scene in, in the damn convenience store uh, with Lorenz oh. Tate? Uh, that that's probably one of my favorite scenes uh, out the movie. Um, let's see, oh, uh, what else? Yeah, old dog. On, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the scene. Oh man, I can't think of. He, it's a, he's a black actor. Oh man, I can't think of his name. He's a he's an ill dude. He's always playing an ill role. Clifton Powell. Yeah, Clifton Powell. Um, I can't think of the name. I can't think of the name of the scene. It was him with, and, and a white dude. Oh man, I, oh, I can't think of the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So that that scene, um, of course, the carjack scene was ill. Um, when my man was that gonna come through? I can't ever think of his that gonna name. Not yeah. old dog, but the, but the cat that got shot. Uh, yeah. Oh Kane. man, that, that's probably that's probably that's probably Kane. Yeah, that's probably my favorite scene. But the but the dag on uh but the but the convenience store scene is probably my probably my favorite scene. Yeah. Yeah, for me, man. What about a, you, man? It's the scene with with Kane and Chauncey after after Kane beat his ass and Chauncey dropped down on him. Uh, and also, I like the scene when man uh. When Old Dog was messing with Kane after Kane got shot, so that made you seem like, damn, Old Dog was a psychopath. He was making fun of right. Kane for crying after Kane got shot and almost died, and <laughs> Kane's cousin got murdered in front of him. I'm like, damn. I mean, what type of sociopath do you have to be to sit back and laugh at laugh at your guy for getting shot? I mean, right. people say I'm I'm off the channel chain, but damn, I ain't gonna laugh at you got shot. <laughs> and your cousin got killed. Yeah, so I, I like that man. And, uh, I also like the parking boy Charles S. Dutton was talking to him in high school. I mean, he dropped some wisdom on him. Oh, like, yeah, Charles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good yeah, one. Man, so, that was a nice thing. Yeah, you know, it's also interesting to play Sharif. But then, you know, he got into it with the Hughes brothers. So it is interesting to see, excuse me, him, him playing that role. So I don't know if he wanted to be Old Dog, which I think was better with Lorenz Tate. But we already seen two fights. Yeah. Somewhat crazy as Bishop and Jigsaw. Yeah, Bishop, yeah. But yeah, it was, I mean, that's the class. I haven't seen it in, I don't know, actually, it doesn't really come on TV, and it doesn't sound yeah, like it's been, a, it's been a while like since I've seen it. It's been a while since I've seen it, man. But uh, yeah, him whooping time to tell him, I'm going to drop time on his ass. It's like, damn, damn gangster. You <laughs> <laughs> said, snitching? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That was pretty interesting, man. But I think we about done, my brother, man. So go ahead and give a good word on yeah. Memorial Day, man. And uh, and we call him and uh, get it all Bowtie. to the people. Yeah, Bowtie Fresh word, word for y'all this week in the spirit of a lot of things that we've talked about on, on this particular show. Um, my, my motivational quote for you guys is this. Be sure to taste your words before you spit them out. Marinate on that for a minute. Yeah, Mike for Jake? me... Uh, so I was reading something today, and I read it before. I just forgot about it. How Memorial Day actually started? You know, the emphasis of Memorial Day is taught by Black Union soldiers in South Carolina. So you know, I always know your mm-hmm. history, and I got retweeted that on our Twitter. So just know your history, man. Do some good in the world, love one another, and and recognize. And so certain people recognize the privilege that you do have, and use that privilege to help others. So 
I know we talk about it a lot, but there's, there's power and privilege. And make sure, you know, if we, you know, you want to say that, you know, you want to get to the society where race doesn't mean anything, we use your privilege to help others. So that's what I have to say about that. Absolutely. All right. All right. Buddy. So it looks like we're about done. Drop and shop this yep. up, man. And, hey, man, we'll holler at y'all next week. Enjoy y'all's week, man. Get, get the work we started off late or, 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 or get the work we started off right. We'll holler at y'all. Peace. Uh, uh, right.